You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. And community partnerships at the USC Race and Equity Center. My gosh, Christopher knows a lot about engagement. And I'll tell you what, this particular session is really interesting because we're looking at how we can use hip hop, yes, hip hop, to teach STEM. STEAM. In fact, he's actually the author of a book called STEM at STEAM Make Dream, which is a really interesting book around, well, as you can imagine, STEM and STEAM and transforming kids' lives. So uh, let's go. Listen on in and think about how can you get hip-hop going in your classroom to grab those kids' attention in a way that may just matter to them. This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech and more. To see 100 fun free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. And click 100 free experiments. Man, I stumbled into this work. I'll be honest with you. You know, I went to school and undergrad. I trained to be a physical anthropologist. I ended up majoring in uh, biology, chemistry, and physical anthropology and had no intention of going into education at all. But I started realizing that there were a lot of young folks who came from the same neighborhoods I did, had the same background I do, and I just didn't see them the further I got in science. You know, you get to undergrad, you see a few. and you get to grad school, you see less. And you go towards your doctorate and you see even less and for me, that really hurt my heart. And so I dedicated my life um, to ensuring that other young people that come from where I come from, but from all backgrounds, whether they're rich or poor or urban or suburban or in Appalachia or in New York City, I want all young folks to have the opportunity to be able to see the wonder and beauty and magic of science. And uh, that's what I do. <laughs> and clearly doing it well, <laughs> very much. So, all right. So, I mean, you're working with lots of different people. I mean, what's, what's your favorite age group that you work with? You know, I've taught middle school and high school, um, undergrads and grad school, uh, a short stint in elementary. And I think middle school is my favorite. Mm, uh, there's same. something about middle school, man. They, you know, you, you might show up on a Monday and they want to hug and they want to be loved. And then on Wednesday, they want to be treated like adults and be respected. And I just love being able to teach a population where you don't know who you're going to get. So you always have to be on your toes and you have to be creative and you have to be imaginative and you have to be flexible. So they bring out the best of my teacher self. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think with our middle school age group, you really are getting them really set for well, you know, the later grades and not setting them up for a um, you know, failure, like, you know, this is the opportunity to really take them. They've got the fine motor skills. They've got the understanding. They've got the attention span. And uh, this is the chance to really, really take it take them further. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. So, so how long have you been doing this? I have been in science education or STEM education or STEAM education for probably about 25 years now. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I've taught on multiple levels. Um, and I've had experiences in a bunch of different places. So in school, after school, um, you know, uh, volunteer programs, graduate school, undergrad. And, and what that perspective of seeing this thing from multiple perspectives allows me to do is to find out where the gaps are. I think the gaps are in engagement, creativity, innovation. The gaps are also in teacher preparation and, um, and teaching those folks who are going to go teach young folks how to be imaginative. And my new discovery and my new interest and new passion is working with parents 
you know, having parents be able to be the ones that inspire their children to want to do well in science and tech and engineering and mathematics. 100%, and especially during the, the COVID era, uh, they really have to come you know, to the forefront now, considering. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they're, effectively, they're teachers uh, by proxy, by you know, being at their homes and whatnot, especially with the lockdowns and things. Um, absolutely so, Ian. We've got to partner with parents, absolutely. Uh, just, just curious, I mean, I was having a look at what you're getting up to, and one thing that grabbed my eye, and it's not just the capital letters, I just thought I could imagine where this might go. What is a science genius battle or science genius battles? <laughs> yeah, man, it's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. So science genius battles, science is science. Genius is actually G-E-N, which is generating I-U-S, interest in, interest in urban science. Um, so that's young folks from urban backgrounds, urban neighborhoods, um, you know, socioeconomically challenged spaces. So that's where the genius comes from. And the battles is an acronym that stands for bringing attention to transforming teaching, learning and engagement in science. Put it all together, Science Genius Battles is an initiative that began in New York City and has now been expanded to cities across the world. So there's a science genius in New York, there's a science genius in Toronto, Canada, there's a science genius in, in Kingston, Jamaica, um, science genius all over the place. And the initiative is about challenging young folks to write raps about science content that they're learning in school, hmm. working with teachers to support young folks as they write those raps so that they're sort of academically rigorous, and then introducing artists to support the teachers so that they're creatively um, effective as well. And then battles in hip hop culture is when one person raps, another person does as well, and they go back and forth to see who's the expert. So we do the same thing we do in hip hop, but we do it around hip hop that's, 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 that's reflective of science content. Kids battle in their school, in their classroom, we pick a classroom winner. Then we put classrooms against classrooms, and then we pick a school winner. Then we put schools against schools, and then we have a city winner. And at the end of the whole enterprise, we have the science genius of an established city. And this person is an expert in science, an expert in performing, and they win an opportunity to be able to shadow scientists, they get to record their song in an actual recording studio. They get to possibly shoot a video, um, meet their favorite artist, and be known in their community, not just as a performer, but also a brilliant scientist. And so, you know, that's an initiative that's been in place now for close to a decade. We're slowly evolving to include other cities. Um, I recently expanded from New York to Los Angeles. So we're going to do a, a national science genius spelling bee, um, I mean, rap battle at some point. But it's just about making science fun. And most importantly, like more than fun, right? Because everybody thinks about, or talks about making science fun. For me, it's also about making science cool. Um, yeah. For so long, kids think that, you know, the science kid and the smart kid can't be the cool kid. And my belief is that we can be both, right? You can be a geek and also really cool. You can be smart and you can also be like, you know, the best rapper in your neighborhood. It's about constructing hybridized identities, interdisciplinarity, creativity, and what I call existing at the intersections. Oh, absolutely. When I think about um, rappers, I think of people who can do mental um, acrobatics because <laughs> they're really uh, incredibly talented. I was actually just imagining, I mean, imagining um, someone like Nikola Tesla versus Thomas Edison, perhaps, <laughs> or, or Lamarck versus Darwin, <laughs> and then rapping against each other with their different theories. That could be a lot I mean, of I fun. I love it. I think that in the world of science has always historically had their own battles. Sure, mm. they don't share it through hip hop, but... 
in their own means. The, the, the nature of contemporary science research is that somebody does an exciting study, someone has a counter study or develops that. And there's a there's sort of like a really, there's a battle culture, not in a competitive tear you down way, but it's like, I see your idea, I'll one up you, you know? And, and I think that uh, through competition, that's not about destroying, but rather about edifying, um, everybody gets better. Yeah, that, that's really, really cool. And you said this only, it's been over 10 years. I suspect this is going to grow and grow and grow, I suspect. Well, you know, that's the hope so far. You know, we only began in New York City and other cities have been taking notice. And uh, we, you know, I forgot Chattanooga, Tennessee, they had a great science in this battle over there. You know, but the idea is to make this uh, an international endeavor. You know, and I've partnered up with Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan. You know, the Wu-Tang Clan is one of the most iconic mm. hip hop groups in the world. And Jizza is known as the genius of that group. And he's a science guy, like he's a science geek. He's written songs about the Big Bang and he's working on an album called Dark Matter to talk about the origins of the universe. And folks wouldn't imagine that somebody who had that, you know, some hip hop credibility is that passionate about science. And so to have him come into the classroom and talk to young folks and use his lyrics as examples just really gets the kids excited. Oh, it reminds me actually of, it. Um, we often do work with uh, sports teams because uh, yeah. often sports teams will grab the attention of disadvantaged youth. This is just doing it from another angle and it's cool. And, and then often the time like when you do a sports program, it's, uh, it's, it's rather constrained to the physics or the nutrition or whatever it is around the sports thing, because that's the nature of the beast. Whereas a rap around science in general can go well anywhere. Oh man, I, Ben, I will, I'm going to share some of these raps with you. I mean, they, they incorporate the science concepts and themes with experiences in their lives. They've connected it to sports. They've connected it to heartbreak and the way the young folks construct metaphors and analogies. And, you know, for me, you know, sometimes when we do these sort of like creative things where we, we say, you know, let's, let's bring an athlete in, or even if I said, let's bring a rapper in and a rapper just gets them excited. It's very different than when we say those folks are going to get you excited. And now you've got to create your own. And now you, and, and then there's a rubric, right? It has to be academically rigorous. You have to have at least five scientific principles. It has to be supported by evidence. You have to have mathematical examples. So, you know, we have very rigorous sort of academic expectations that run concurrently with the, the fun level. And I think you have to bring both together. You know, I, I always find it challenging or find it surprising when folks are like, let's let the kids have fun. I want them to have fun too, but you want to have fun so that they fall in love with the subject so that they can stay with the subject for a long time and you can increase the rigor. I think that good teaching is equal parts fun and rigorous. Um, I, I wrote a book about this concept, like it's equal, it's equal parts ratchet and academic. Uh, you have to be ratchetemic. You know, in the States, when we talk about somebody being ratchet, we say, we say they're loud and they're obnoxious or they're abrasive and they, they, have, um, they have too much personality. And we say, that the, you know, the ratchet folks can never be academic. And this word ratchetemic is about saying, you can do both at once. Um, you can be rigorous and you can be cool. You can rap and you can be really knowledgeable. And don't let anyone convince you that you have to let go of who you authentically are in a pursuit of being a scientist. Yeah, this is awesome. And actually, when you really, really think about it, you, you're just taking the knowledge to a forum that the kids want to be in. I mean, you kind of think about some of the uh, people who are influencers on TikTok or on their Instagram or whatever it is. It's somewhere where the kids want to hang out. And so it's more likely that it's going to connect with them rather than, you know, you, you know the, the typical cliched old white guy in a you know, crazy lab space that is not really part of their lives. <laughs> this, this, this makes yeah, it real. You know, it's, you know, I like it. It's awesome. 
so many research studies have been done where you ask young people, you know, to draw scientists and every single time, you know, they draw the mm. same person. It's like this guy with crazy hair yep. um, in a lab coat. And when a, when a young person is drawing a vision of a scientist, it doesn't look like them. It's an indicator that we have much work to do to help them to be able to see the science and who they are. Um, and, and that's part of like my mission and vision is to meet young folks on what I call their cultural turf, no matter what that is, right? You know, if, if I'm working in a young person in, you know, in Appalachia, it's a place of high poverty in the United States, um, rural, uh, mostly white, I, I, I may not necessarily lead with hip hop. Um, I may lead with where those young folks are. Eventually, I connect them to hip hop so they could connect to white audiences. But the beginning point of any good teaching and learning is wherever the students are. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, and when you kind of think like, I mean, science no longer is a siloed endeavor. It never really was, but very much nowadays, it's the STEM, it's the STEAM, it's the various versions of the acronym. It's really getting kids to understand that they can actually apply this to create something to solve a problem. And that's just really cool. And Yeah, Ben, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's about making school science and home science look more like actual science. Mm. You know, scientists are actually collaborating, collaborating and they are, you know, they're reflecting and they're applying and they're doing and they're making mistakes. They're writing papers that are being cited based on the mistakes that they make. And then you go into the classroom and it's like memorize this information and spit it back out. You know, if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. In a world where every young person has access to information through their iPhone, you know, why are we still assessing how brilliant they are based on what they can memorize? Yeah. We should be assessing them based on how creative and imaginative they are. And what they know should be applied and should be and should be connected. And so we're trying to make school science look more like actual science. And we're trying to convince scientists to show the collaborative part of their endeavor. Because oftentimes all the people in the world see is the image of a scientist that does not reflect what actual science and what actual engineering and what actual architects or creatives are, are doing. Um, and that's why I push for moving from STEM to STEAM incorporating the arts, but also making. We, you can't be a scientist unless you do science. Um, memorization means nothing if you can't do um, something based on what you've memorized. And so, you know, my work is really about pushing against the status quo and reimagining what, you know, just even conversations about science look like. And this is really important for kids to understand. I mean, I even think about outside of science and STEM, even just the way that business narratives are placed out to young kids. I mean, you look at the founder fallacy, the idea that, it's, that there's going to be some uh, 20 year old something creating this billion dollar crazy thing, and, but they didn't do it by themselves. <laughs> they had a huge network of people to support and make stuff happen. And the kids didn't really understand that in science is, again, a collaborative space. And yeah, it might be argumentative. And that's probably why the battle side of things can be a bit of fun too. I mean, yeah. it, obviously, if you can lift people up, that's a good thing. But the whole point is that science doesn't happen in isolation. It, it never has, never mm. has. And I think those old relics of, you know, yeah, I think we have a culture that really sort of you know sort of celebrates that you know the, the hero and the mm. you know the person that pulled themselves up from the bootstraps and I think that narrative is not just in science right it's it's in history it's in it's in politics and that narrative is so flawed and so broken and someone's got to interrupt it and why not you and I Ben yeah absolutely and things like you've got a bunch of books out and I know there's a new one coming out stem steam make dream great name by the way. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so what what can we sort of look forward to in that new, in that new book coming up? 
you know, that, that, that book is, is, is my life's work, man. Um, like I mentioned before, I wrote this last one called Ratchetemic, which is my philosophy about melding the ratchet and the academic. Um, and STEM, STEAM, Make Dreams is about making it practical, you know, talking about why we need the arts in STEM, you know, giving examples of, like, I had conversations with, like, the most brilliant minds of our time. Had a conversation with Joaquin Frank, a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry. Had a conversation with Neil deGrasse Tyson about his thoughts about STEM. Uh, Ron Eglass, who's an ethnomathematician. But it's just about showing the world, like, these are brilliant people who are STEM geniuses mm. who we don't hear about. And how, we, how do we tell their stories to young folks? And how do you give lessons and examples and make it practical? And I tell my story as well. And so it's really about bringing all the big ideas home. Um, and, you know, this book is, I'm just so excited about it. I, I want folks to read it and, and remember why we got to reimagine these disciplines. Yeah. And I actually, I like the idea of story eventually, because you often see the person in the limelight or they've got a Nobel prize, whatever it is they've done, we're seeing the, almost the end result, but they've come from somewhere. Yeah. And getting kids to understand that that's actually a real thing. Yeah. At some point, they were 10, <laughs> they were 11, they were 12, and uh, dealing with the same struggles that they were, uh, that the, the kids are today. It, it means it brings it down to earth, and the kids can kind of see through their lens and perhaps go, you know what, maybe that could be me too. Absolutely, man. I mean, Joaquin Frank, uh, this Nobel Prize winner, you know, I asked him, like, what's your favorite thing to do? And I expected him to say, be in the laboratory conducting more research. And he said, you know, I am a fiction writer. Um, I write stories. And when I was growing up, um, you know, what I wanted to do was be a writer. And to hear that he centered the arts and the creativity and the imagination through his writing, and that's what brought him to science, which is amazing. Mm. Um, you know, there's a the guy who invented the super soaker, which is that, uh, you know, that, <laughs> that water gun, you know, and just hearing his NASA about, engineer, wasn't he? He's a not NASA engineer, man, and mm. an engineer and a creative. And, and that's how he came up with this amazing toy. Um, I, I had a, a conversation with uh, this NASA astronaut, Leland Melvin, who, who at one point in his life was a professional football player. He was an NFL football player and then ended up, you know, working with NASA and then going out in space. And young people don't know that they can follow that same path. And STEM Steam Make Dream tells those stories and shows them that you can exist at the intersections and still be amazing in STEM. Absolutely. And you, your career isn't your only definition. There are lots of different things you can do. And it's absolutely. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want everybody to feel like they can be scientifically literate. Your job title does not define who you are. Your identity is continually in flux. Um, I want an adult who, read this, who reads this book and say, oh my gosh, maybe I can start you know, trying to do some experiments I find on YouTube. I want a teacher to say, oh my gosh, I could be a little bit more imaginative with what I do in the classroom. You know, I want a person who's a, who say, you know what, I want to be a maker. I want to create things and I can make me a scientist. I, I just want us all to reclaim this idea of what science and tech and engineering and mathematics is and realize that those disciplines are not just for the selected few, they're for everyone. Absolutely. And actually, um, anyone listening into this, uh, just Google citizen science in your area, wherever you are, I put money on that there'd be something happening in your area that you can get involved in. And if there's not, there is going to be a state, national, even a global thing that you can join in. And any device that you're reading that on is likely to be able to join that on. <laughs> so there is no way that you can't get involved these days. And it's almost like what was happening several hundred years ago with the citizen scientists. I mean, back in the day, it used to be, you know, the aristocrats. Nowadays, it is completely 
available for everyone and uh, yes. get into it. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love that you brought up citizen science. I mentioned it in, in the book and, and, and here's what I want everyone to know. It's right there. If you can use your iPhone to access your favorite podcast, like Ben's, um, <laughs> you can use your iPhone to access the latest scientific research and you can use it to access a video or an experiment or an example that you can try at home with your children or with your students to turn them on to the beauty of science. It's not left to the teachers anymore. It's not left to the institutions anymore. Science is for everyone. Yeah, it's amazing what's so incredibly powerful sitting in your pocket. <laughs> that phone of yours is really, it, it is a window into the world's knowledge and you can add to it. Great. It's, it's, it's awesome. Hey, Chris, this has been really, really cool to hang out with you. Um, so, I mean, I've got, I've got to ask, I mean, if they're going to find this book and also what you've been getting up to, where would they need to head off to? Um, you know, to find out more about me, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Chris Emden. So that's C-H-R-I-S-E-M-D-I-N. I blog and talk and write about all things education, but also STEM. And the book, STEM Steam Make Dream, is available wherever books are sold. So that's like your Amazons or Barnes and Nobles. Um, if they don't have them, request it. But I, I really feel like people are going to get into the book, Ben. Um, it's stories and it's examples. It's quotes and lessons. It's um, ideas and, and, and visions for the future. It's a little something in there for everyone. Yeah, and you know what? If you do read this book, and I hope you do, um, why not hit Chris up on Twitter about what you went and did next? <laughs> that, that, that would be interesting. I always love hearing about what are the stories, what are the actual moments that have happened because of some sort of inflection point that happened in a kid's life. So what do the kids do next after looking at you know, a book like STEM Scene Make Dream? Uh, that yeah. would be exciting for me. Um, and also, I forgot to mention this. I am rolling out, it's not out yet, but it'll be soon. Um, a website called STEM Steam Make Dream. And on that website, I'm going to share all videos from the folks I interviewed for this book. So all these amazing scientists. I'm going to share powerful and inspiring quotes. I'm going to share a couple of lesson plans um, and going to build out this community of folks who believe that they can engage in STEM, incorporate the arts in STEAM. They can make things and most importantly, dream. Hey, can I just ask before you head off, if you had a, a bunch of teachers in front of you who wanted to incorporate rap battles in you know, science, science genius battles. I'll just say it directly exactly what you've designed. Um, what would be their first steps? First step is just to reach out to me. Um, type in science genius in your favorite search engine and you'll be able to see some examples of the work the kids have done. You'll see some of the science raps online. And if you reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram or, or however other social media platform, I can get you the science genius curriculum. We'll link up with your principal or administrator and you can start it. Like you can, if there's no science genius in your city or in your state, um, reach out to me and we'll make it happen. And you can join the larger global community. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. And by the way, too, I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're a local culture, rap may not be your thing. Potentially, how can you bring science into your cultural song context? Like maybe there's something that could be happening in your area that you can do. So it doesn't have to be necessarily embedded in hip hop. That would be kind of cool because, I mean, that's what Chris is getting up to. You know, here's the thing, Ben, and this, yeah. is, the, this is the thing I really think is important to share. Mm. The best science raps have come from people who were not into rap at all. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, one, the thing about rap is, you know, 
pun intended, rap gets a bad rap, right? <laughs> um, you know, some of the stuff is not, it's not necessarily edifying. I, you know, I'm the first one to say like, you know, some of it might be violence and some of it might be misogynistic and some of it might be problematic for a bevy of reasons. But, but those, that's not what rap is about. Mm. Rap is about taking words and constructing them into rhyme over a beat and telling a story that means something to someone else. And so I challenge those who may not be into rap to, to try it, give it a go. Um, you'll be surprised at how challenging it is to do and how fun it is to see it through until you create something at the other side of it. And a lot of folks are like, well, man, I'm not really into rap, but boy, it was hard to write a rhyme to a beat. And boy, it was hard to incorporate some science into it. And boy, it was hard to memorize it. And if you go through all the steps of writing a rap around a science concept, I promise you, you'll know more about that content when you're done. Oh, absolutely. It's a bit like, you know, if you have to uh, learn a concept, nothing like having to teach it because you've got to learn it in the first place. But rap about it, you're really going to have to know what you're talking about. That's, you know, it's good. And it's fun. Let's be honest. It I mean, is that's, fun. That, that, that's the whole part of it. Chris, it's been awesome hanging out with you. Same here, Ben. Um, I checked out some previous episodes. I love the work that you're doing with Physics Ed. Uh, keep at it, dear brother. And if you ever need me, I'm a call away. Mate, much appreciate. Have a fantastic, uh, what is it, morning or afternoon for you? It's very early morning for me. It's afternoon right now. It's 4.30 in the afternoon um, on the East Coast. I'm currently in New York. Um, yep. And, you know, whether you're where you are or where I am, you know, STEM, STEAM, make dreams still matters. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Have a fantastic afternoon. You too. We hope you've been enjoying the Physics Ed podcast. We love making science make sense. Why don't you book us for a science show or workshop in your school? If you're outside of Australia, you can connect with us via a virtual excursion. See our website for more. Well, there we go. We just heard from Dr. Christopher Emden, who you can really tell not only loves his hip-hop, but loves his community, loves getting kids into science in lots of different ways. And how cool is it that he's really getting his kids all over the place right into well, understanding STEM in a way, in a language that they love themselves. Really, really cool. Now, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he was also named the 2015 Multicultural Educator of the Year by the National Association of Multicultural Educators, and he's been honoured as a STEM Access Champion of Change by the White House. Yes, the White House. Very, very cool, and you can tell why he's such an important person when it comes to getting STEAM thriving right across communities. Very, very cool. So if you want to know a little bit more, head on over to Chris emden.com so c-h-r-i-s-e-m-d-i-n.com you can find all the various books that he has written including the most recent one which we have mentioned before stem steam make dreams so look thank you very much for listening in for this podcast and i hope you really think about how to engage kids in a way that matters to them using language that they use and that's exactly what christopher does in his work hey thanks very much for hanging out with me you've been listening to me ben newsom at phys education this is the visit podcast i will catch you another time you've been listening to another physics ed podcast we're excited about science subscribe to us on itunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released and don't forget for hundreds of ideas free experiments our new be amazing book and more go to physicseducation.com.au that's physics spelled f-i-z-z-i-c-s This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au